0: Hello, friends, and welcome to My Sister Made Me View It, the Roswell 1999 version. Woohoo! Woo. This is my pick, Emily's pick. It is a show that teenage Emily loved very, 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 very much, and Megan has refused to watch it for all of these years, and now I finally have talked her into it, and we get to discuss and chat and talk about it, and here you have found Season 1, Episode 4, Leaving Normal. I know there aren't very many listeners to this brand new podcast yet, but those of you who are listening, I see you. I love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you stay tuned at the end of the episode for announcements and updates on Megan's and my our ratings and review competition. I will give you updates and maybe singing a little song. Hmm, who knows? Uh, I better go write something real fast. Anyways. It's now time to start the episode, so put in your earbuds, sit back, relax, and here we go! Hey everybody, welcome back to My Sister Made Me Do It, where we make each other watch stuff that the other person hasn't seen before. My name is Emily, and... I'm procrastinating working on my book.
1: My name is Megan, and I'm procrastinating working on my storyboards. So instead,
0: we're gonna do a podcast. A
1: podcast.
0: So, welcome, and we're so excited. And guess what happened today? What? Spotify came out with their wrapped up, <laughs> <laughs> their wrapped up year in review. <laughs> And uh, you are talking to someone who was in the top 1% of Taylor Swift listeners this year. I listened to 2,284 minutes. And my favorite song was Lover.
1: That's so nice. So nice. My stats weren't as funny as they were last year, uh, but all of my most listened to songs were on my writing playlists for some of my work-in-progress projects. Very cool. Which is exciting to know that, oh, hey, I listened to those while I was working, so that meant I was working hard!
0: You weren't procrastinating. (laughs) All righty. Well, today we are going to talk about Season 1, Episode 4 of Roswell, which is called Leaving Normal. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Pull up my notes. Also
1: known as... Grandma got run over by a reindeer. No, <laughs>
0: Megan. Shame on you. Shame on you. That's terrible.
1: Grandma got no. Projected. Just let me finish. Grandma got projected by an alien. <laughs> right when her soul was leaving body. <laughs> But we know she's headed straight to Santa, <laughs> heaven. So we know she's headed straight to heaven for just a second, please. Got to say,
0: hey. Oh, that didn't <laughs> <and a> rhyme. That didn't rhyme. Listen, there were feelings involved with this week's episode. Mine and Megan's were very different, obviously. So
1: there's this moment where I was just. Making fun, making fun, making fun. And then I lean, I look over to see why Emily isn't laughing at any of my very funny jokes. And Emily's crying. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was reverent and I sat quietly for the rest of the episode.
0: (laughs) But we're giving you, we're giving it all away. But in this episode, a brief recap. Recap, recap. Liz's grandma comes into town, and then Liz's grandma leaves. (laughs) You are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So Liz's grandma. Are you like this? <laughs> I, I don't to pee know. again. <laughs> Liz's grandma comes into town for a visit. Kyle's friends get involved. And something that Meg has been wishing for finally comes to pass. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it finally happened! I only screamed it at the television constantly for the last four episodes. So it opens up on a super busy night at the Crashdown Cafe. There's apparently an orthodontist convention in town. And the Crashdown Cafe is apparently the it place to be. And so they are just overrun. And they're just, you know, Liz is busy. Maria's busy. Uh, Liz
1: is not only busy, but she is a subject of great interest to the orthodontists. They're like, oh my gosh, you're overbite. Ask someone. It's perfect. (laughs) Who had a 70% overbite before I had braces. I feel
0: for the overbite crowd. (laughs) Anyway, they, okay, tangent. They asked her, they're like, can we see it? Can we see your overbite? And she's like, okay. Like, she's clearly not like super okay with this, but they're just like, wow. Wow. I tell you what, wow. And I'm like, no. No, that's so creepy. <laughs> Here are some foods of note that they are serving at the C- crashdown cafe this episode. Let's see if I can remember. Okay. There was a discussion between a Will Smith
1: burger and a Tommy Lee Jones bacon burger. There were two Trek specials.
0: Mm-hmm. Trekkie specials. Trekkie
1: specials
0: and space fries. With a Venus meatloaf platter. I don't know where they if they just like picked random like space words and put them together. I don't know why Venus and Meatloaf were in the same thing. Meatloaf, Veatloaf. And then Alien Blast was also one of the other options. Oh, yeah. I wonder
1: if that's like Baja Blast.
0: I think like a milkshake.
1: What? And I was inappropriate about Liz wanting an <laughs> Yes, you were
0: very inappropriate. Let's rated E for explicit now. <laughs> anyway, Liz tells Maria that her grandma is in town and Maria is immediately like, Grandma Claudia, I love her. And so we're, it's established that this is a very well-loved character who is pretty awesome. Yep. Uh,
1: maria really loves liz's grandma like is obsessed with liz's grandma and like if i didn't know better i would say that claudia is actually maria who has time traveled to the past and grown up to be liz's grandma like, that's how much she loves her
0: <laughs> so they're all talking about how cool it's going to be and again the Crashdown cafe is super crowded but before the scene ends It should be
1: noted, Max has been here all night and he's, you know, watching Liz. Not in like a creepy way because she knows he's there. It's only creepy if you're watching someone and they don't know it. So he's not stalking her.
0: Consent. (laughs) He is
1: at the cafe. This very crowded cafe, but somehow the single boy gets a huge booth all to himself. (laughs) Clearly a favorite of the people who own the cafe. But, yeah, uh, before the scene ends, someone else is watching Max.
0: Two goons. Two goons. Football goons. And they're like, is that him? And they're like, yeah, that's him. Dun, dun, dun. And then we get our favorite theme song music of the whole. I am what I am. I do
1: what I want. Copyright copy.
0: I don't know the words. We're gonna teach her the words, and she'll know them. Where I
1: go, I see
0: what I see. Those are the words. An overbite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we find out immediately what those guys are up to, and a group of like five or six guys, and we know they're jocks because they all have their Letterman's jackets. They're all wearing their football jerseys. Not jerseys. they Letterman Letterman jackets. jackets. I know sports. What? And they proceed to beat Max up. Like severely. Yeah, not just like rough him up a little bit, but he's on the ground. And And they are kicking him. They are swinging. But, you know, they're like, stay away from her. And, And he's like, who are you talking about? And anyways, it was really sad because he just... Like there's no one to help him. He's all by himself. And he gets like this is what you get for leaving the tree.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> you, you get for stepping out from behind your tree.
0: <laughs> get back behind the tree where it's safe. <laughs> Max is hanging out with Michael and you know he's he's pretty sure he knows that these were Kyle's friends. And Michael is like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. This is like the third time Michael has threatened to death. You, I think, correctly pointed out Michael has threatened to kill someone in every single <laughs> episode so far. We'll just kill him. We'll
1: just kill him. No, Michael, killing is wrong.
0: <laughs> and he wants to get even. Michael wants to get even. But Max has a cooler head and is explaining, you know, the concept of retribution and escalation and why it's not a good idea to retaliate. Because eventually they'll draw unwanted attention
1: to the aliens because this will trace back to the sheriff's son and therefore we'll get to the sheriff. And it's very logical, but no one wants to let Michael have any fun ever. (laughs) I'm not saying that killing would be fun, but I think the vengeance might be a little fun. And everyone's like, no, Michael, don't have fun. Be miserable. Poor Michael.
0: Poor Michael. And so Max does not talk to Liz about this. He just decides he's not going to interact with her and is very short and abrupt when she is waiting for him in the hallway because he's gonna pass this way and she's very excited to see him and he's like I have to go I have a I have a test or whatever. And here's
1: where I start shouting break up with Kyle so you can be with Max. Mm -hmm. Like obviously that's the problem here.
0: Yep. Kyle comes in and confirms that, you know, hey we still on for tonight. We're gonna go rent a movie. Liz is like yeah
1: Yeah, and they have the most expressionless hug that's, like, ever existed.
0: (laughs) I have written down... Oh, okay, no, no, we're not there yet. Okay, sorry.
1: (laughs) I have written down a surprise tool that will help (laughs) us later.
0: In the meantime, we have Michael, who's watching Kyle's Football Friends, and he decides to take matters into his own hands, which is a series of pretty harmless pranks. He accidentally bumps into one of the guys puts his hand on the chest and purposefully purposefully bumps into him but it looks like it's an accident and his chest the hand and the chest glow red for just a second and later we see the guy just cannot stop itching he has like (laughs) laid a whammy on this guy
1: so in order to uh track the episode as we're like going through and stuff emily has shared a fan wiki with me And one thing that this wiki does is they keep track of all the powers exhibited in this episode. So I would like to talk about the three powers, quote unquote, demonstrated by Michael in this episode. Power one, itch. Michael touches one of the jocks on the chest and induces rash-like symptoms, such as itching. Power two, leptokinesis. Michael waves his hand over one of the assailant's tests changing the answers and i'm like what what is that it turns out leptokinesis is the sci-fi fantasy term for being able to rearrange things at the molecular level because (laughs) whenever we have an inexplicable power
0: (laughs) it's just molecular
1: manipulation so here are the things that leptokinesis can do in roswell it can change the shape and form of objects It can speed up the molecules and objects or people to heat, melt, or reduce. It can duplicate another's appearance, also known as shape-shifting. It can slow down the- Time
0: out. Where are you reading this? I'm reading, uh, on the Roswell Wiki, all the things they can do with leptokinesis. You need to not click on anything, Megan. You are going to get spoiled. They can teleport books with leptokinesis. I cannot trust this girl. All, all. Right, all right,
1: fine, fine. Here's one more power demonstrated by Michael in this episode. Thermokinesis. They're not shown, Michael also used his powers to melt the hinges on Kyle's locker, preventing him from opening it. And Isabel flash-fries a customer's burger at the Crashdown Cafe. She also heats up a cup of coffee for Maria later in the episode. So, like, who said this was a sacred pact? Like, <laughs> Max heals one tiny bullet wound, and now all of a sudden we're, uh... Leptokinethesizing all over town.
0: It's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. So while Michael is having a grand old time, Max is miserable. But Liz is also having a great time because her grandma's in town. I guess her grandma's come in early and we see Liz's father and mother for the first time. Wow, they are nothing characters. They're like,
1: they don't really interact with Liz, except for Liz's mom saying one, like, passive-aggressive thing about how Liz doesn't like to talk about her personal life with us. And I'm like, she was really excitedly Okay, so the first scene where we see Liz's dad, he's working at the counter, doing something accounting-y, accounting at the counter. And Liz starts unpacking, you know, muffins from a bakery box to put underneath a little display case. And she looks to her dad and she just has this excited look on her face like she's going to talk about something, but then he doesn't pay attention to her and she stops. But then Grandma comes and Liz is so excited because apparently it's Grandma Claudia. Well, I was going to say, apparently Liz's parents don't love her and Grandma Claudia (laughs)
0: does. Yeah, like they, they're going to, Liz and the grandma are going to go up and talk and then they're like, Mom, you should come with. And she's just like, no, I have laundry to do. And I'm like oh, okay, okay, they were inviting you to do so, but okay. But Maria comes and she's super excited and and Grandma Claudia is just wonderful, you know, talking about, wants to hear about Liz and wants to hear everything that's going on in her life. Is really paying attention to her and making her feel special. And they have a little conversation about, well, Kyle's not the guy you marry. He's the one, you know, you have fun with and you're good friends and, and then it leads into grandma claudia is pretty sure that liz has a has someone who's more special and maria comes in and immediately is like are you talking about kyle are you talking about max and i'm like maria is a snitch and grandma's like max <laughs> so that's his name so yeah are you doing something else besides podcasting with me
1: no what are you doing I'm tweeting What? <laughs> you were
0: Okay. We flash over to Max, who is repairing one of the displays at the crash. <laughs> Max the U- has a job! <laughs> he's stuffing the intestines back into an alien, because <laughs> a kid had pulled them out. Um, and this, Isabel comes. Oh, go ahead. His alien
1: intestines just look like hot dogs.
0: Yeah. Like blue hot dogs. And Isabel comes and sees his face in person for the first time, because he's got cut on his lip, on his cheek. He's all bruised up. It's not great. And she is just like, why don't you just heal it up? And he, again, is like, guys, we cannot draw attention to ourselves. We have to do it. Like, it has to happen naturally. The sacred pact. <laughs> Liz has gone off with Kyle to rent a movie so that they can all go back together and watch it. And she comes back and there's an ambulance in front of the Crashdown Cafe. Oh, wait,
1: real fast. Sorry, because we are about to dive into the sadness. Mm-hmm. Um when Isabel first asks Max what happened to his face, he's like, I fell down on the basketball court. He has this gaping gash on his forehead, three very small scratches on his cheek, and his lip is split open, and, like, they're all on like, different, so listen, if your head was a cube... They're all in, like, different facets of his face, and there's no way a single fall on the ground (laughs) could create this injury pattern. And so Isabel's like, no, what really happened? (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Liz and Kyle did, they did go to the video store together 90s times. And then as they approached the Crashdown Cafe, what's there? There's an
0: ambulance and a big
1: crowd. Now, here's the thing. I, for some reason, because of of how they were shooting this scene, I thought the ambulance was parked out in front of Max's job. And I was like, this was my first brain thought. Did Max get an infection? Is he going to the hospital because he refused to heal his wounds? And I was, like, pre-excited to have, like... Liz being all dramatic over Max's hospital bedside. But, like, just as my my heart rate started to elevate, I was like, oh, her grandma's
0: old, huh? (laughs) So I realized that's probably what it was. Which, that's actually what it was. And so Liz and Kyle and Maria and Liz's parents all go to the hospital together And turns out her grandmother has had a stroke. They are not quite sure if they're going to make it. Kyle's there being very supportive and, you know, but I'm sure it's got to be, okay, I'm going to say awkward, but like anytime you get pulled into another friend's family, you know, situation, it's got to be awkward, but he's there. He's there. It's there with her. And Liz stands up later to go grab something to drink uh, from the soda machine and there's a payphone right there. And she calls Max and has this moment of, I don't know why I'm calling you. Um, I just, I just guess I needed to hear your voice. Because he didn't pick up. She's leaving him a message. On his own private line, I guess. Because she reaches an answering machine message that says, it's Max, leave a message. I don't think Max has a cell phone. Cell phones were coming into being a thing in 1999. Like, not a lot of people have them. But Liz is just like, she just wanted to hear his voice. And then she's like, don't come don't don't worry about it just yeah. forget i called
1: also i think this show has a really good balance of like liz wants max to be there because she wants max to be there and i think another show um not like a particular show but like there's an alternate universe where this scene was specifically her being like you have magical healing powers can you come save my grandma like right now i love my grandma so much and I really liked the angle they, they chase, that it's it's just because you want to be with the person your heart wants to be with.
0: Mm-hmm. To, like, help him get through this. Are you done tweeting? It's a long tweet.
1: I want to pick a gif to go with it. <laughs> okay. I'm done tweeting.
0: Put it down. <laughs> Are you just on the wiki page? I'm
1: just on the wiki page. Okay.
0: My giant glasses give me away. <laughs> Max? Here, you tell what happens next. After she calls him, what happens?
1: Oh, He's just lying on his bed, being sad, listening to his answering machine, hearing Liz call to him, and, and at first he's like, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. But then Liz is sitting with her parents and Kyle at the waiting room, because Kyle's a good, loyal boyfriend. And then she sees Max, and she's
0: like, Super happy to see Max. <laughs> she runs over to him and, and she's like, Oh, hey, everybody, this is Max. And Max makes up an excuse that he's there to see his cousin that got in a car accident. I'm going, That's a really small town. Like, they have mentioned this multiple times. Everybody yeah. knows everything about everybody. I <laughs> know you don't have a cousin, Max. <laughs> um, and Max sees that Kyle is there and is just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go. Hopefully, you are you know, everything's okay. And, and Liz points out that, oh, they said the stroke
1: wasn't as bad. Like, the doctor mm-hmm. shows up and he's got, like, hopeful words for mm-hmm. them.
0: Yeah. When Max goes back to his Jeep, turns it on, guess who's standing there very dramatically in the headlights?
1: It's Kyle. It's Kyle. And there were a couple red flags here. The first red flags I think we've seen from Kyle, who's been nothing but good and kind and sweet this whole time. But he really, this time, lays down the law and is like,
0: stay away from Liz. He coaches it in pretty good terms, though, where he's like, listen, I appreciate the day of the shooting. You were there for her. You helped
1: her out. You helped
0: her out. But, like, stop. Like, he doesn't say she's my girlfriend It's very clear that he feels very possessive of her and that he doesn't like what is going on between her and Max.
1: He doesn't appreciate that Max is all over her. And then Max just gives him this look and is like, yeah, I recognize that. And at this point, Max thinks Kyle sent the goons to beat him up. Not great. Yep. Not great. So we go to Kyle's house and... His dad comes home and has brought better jerrys, but unfortunately, we could not discern what flavor.
0: We guessed everything but the kitchen
1: sink. Well, yeah, but that would have been incorrect because it didn't have enough of vanilla in it. It mm-hmm. was chocolate, like the ice cream inside was like a darker chocolate. Okay, and it was darker than just like their normal chocolate ice cream. So my thought would be the New York Super Fudge Chunk. Yes, one. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, but I'm not familiar enough with 90s era Ben & Jerry's flavors. Ooh, tangent time! (laughs) Meg gets to look something up. 1999 Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavors. Here we go. List of discontinued flavors. That doesn't really help me.
0: I will say this. I was on an orchestra tour one time in high school, and... We stopped, and I'd never had Ben and Jerry's before. I don't know why I'd never had any at that point, but there's a flavor called fish food, but it's P-H-I-S-H. And I honestly don't remember if it was me that said that or one of my friends, but we read it as pahish food. And for some reason, for sleep-deprived teenagers on a road trip, that was the height of comedy. And so for the rest of the tour we would just have to look at each other and say "pish food" p-ish and food. just laugh. So.
1: Uh what? I haven't had pish food. What's in it?
0: It's like chocolate with like candy bits in it. Maybe
1: that's Maybe what Maybe that's was what they had. Having. Yeah. And they have like a pretty like they're having a pretty good father-son conversation <laughs> until Kyle mentions that he's having, you know, some some issues with Liz and then Valenti brings up Max. And then all of a sudden you can see the gear shifting in his head away. Like the sheriff shifts away from helping out my son, and then his brain goes and it loads in a new reel that just says, catch the
0: aliens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he gets pretty intense, and he's like, Stay away from him. Kyle, you stay away from Max. And Kyle is like the heck. it's like I know dad I am Liz isn't that's the problem that's
0: the whole problem
1: Liz tries to talk to Max again the next day at school and he like tells her that he got the message
0: we agreed to stay away from each other like we
1: agreed that we should stay away from each other (laughs) (laughs) and like Max like Uh, saying that, you know, listen, your parents are already there, and you had Kyle, and Liz, like, looks all hurt, and here's where I start screaming again, Liz, the problem is, you have a boyfriend, and you're making emotional advances on this other boy. You know, not inappropriate advances, but clearly, her heart wants what it wants, and so, um, Liz, you know, it it, kind of hurts Liz's feelings with how brusque he is, and I think Max also hurt his own feelings because he runs into the bathroom. And Emily, what does he do in the bathroom? He
0: punches. He, okay, so he goes around the stall to the opposite wall and punches in the wall and it, of the stall. And it falls over with someone inside the stall. Yeah, so he he doesn't punch the cinder block wall. No.
1: He punches the... The, the flimsy bathroom stall with all of his significant, leptokinetically enhanced <laughs> strength. <laughs> and he's just... It just crashes into the poor boy doing business in the next <laughs> stall. Who turns out to be Michael, so it's fine. Because everyone is mean to Michael. But like... Okay. Michael's sitting on the john, fully clothed. Doing... Probably skipping class because Miss Tavolsky's looking for him.
0: But I mean, like,
1: he wouldn't have had a cell phone. Would he have had a cell phone? No, he wouldn't have had a cell phone. He wouldn't have had any sort of like handheld thing. So he's just sitting there quietly in the bathroom, not doing anything until <laughs> his, his life is garbage. Until his friend just
0: punches the stall down <laughs> on him. Anyway, Michael's like, Michael decides to cheer Max up for one thing because he's a good friend. Uh, and, and he's like, hey, let me show you what I've been doing.
1: <laughs> and he shows he shows Max that he's used his
0: powers to seal shut uh, Kyle's locker. Kyle's locker that has the Yahoo logo on it. Yeah. I don't know why, unless they were a sponsor. But Yahoo. Copyrighted by Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> so Max gets mad. He gets mad. And Michael is like what it's harmless Because they really are harmless yeah Except like for maybe melting the locker shut
1: because you know like we mentioned he he changes the answers on somebody's test by just waving his hand over the paper he makes somebody itch and he seals somebody's locker shut like there's no way these pranks could be traced back to them at all to alien powers yeah yeah and i think max is mad about something else, um, but Michael's the only person he's really allowed to scream at, so he does, and it's rude. And then, uh, Michael is... Michael also... So Michael and Kyle both take a couple steps down the supervillain highway, or the eventual antagonist highway. We'll call it the EAH. <laughs> um, Max is yelling at Michael because he's like, you promised me you want to go after them? And Michael's like, I promised I wouldn't kill them. Like, <laughs> you get that this is better, right? Um, what do you want from me? <laughs> and I just remember um, Michael says something really snippy at the end about, like, I know what it's like not to trust anybody. And he looks really significantly at Max when he says it. So,
0: So they've been fighting. Yeah. And then we see Maria and Liz... And poor Liz is at school while her family member's in the hospital and Maria is a good friend and is like, go home. Go home. Or like, go to the hospital. And Liz is like, oh, my,
1: my parents told me I should have it. And I'm like, listen, your parents have zero emotional intelligence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she's just like, and it's going to be crowded tonight because of all the orthodontists and da 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 And she's naming like... So and so's pregnant, and yeah, Liz is like so and so's pregnant, and so and so's sick, and like so she, I feel like she has a really good grip on what's going on at the cafe. I mean her her father, parents own it.
1: So yeah, so Liz is saying, oh no, I can't go to the hospital. I have to go to work tonight Mm -hmm. because there's just nobody else who can take the shift. Mm -hmm. And Maria's like, I can do it all.
0: Don't worry about it. All for you. And Liz is very appreciative. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to that night. At the Crashdown Cafe. Oh, it's not going great. Maria does not have a great handle on it. Poor people have been waiting to order for like 20 minutes and food's not coming out. And the one person who's supposed to be helping her is this this woman who is Kathy, just maybe? a snot. She's yeah. like, I'm on break. Like she goes out. And she-, she
1: goes out on break when Maria says, can you take that table's order? She rolls her eyes and just leaves the restaurant. And Maria follows her and she's like, Gabby. And Kathy's like, I'm on break. (laughs) So while Maria's outside having just yelled to Kathy, Isabel walks by
0: with her entourage, and
1: they're all dressed in identical outfits, which is like black pants, black leather jackets, and just different colored T-shirts. They (laughs) are the Heather's. They are the plastics. And Maria just calls out to her. She's like, Isabel. And it's the mood is very much. Did you speak? peasant Isabel tells her friends to go on to the movie she'll meet them there <laughs> and she goes over to Maria and she's like I thought we agreed we wouldn't speak unless we had absolute privacy like I don't want anyone to know
0: we know each other <laughs> yeah and Maria does something very brave here like I I guess so if you, it's if it's so busy you're driven to do desperate things and she she's like can you please wait tables and Isabel's like, <laughs> oh, you're serious? And then Maria's like,
1: not for me. It's for Liz. And I'm like, you know, Isabel doesn't like Liz, right? Liz, or Isabel goes, oh, for Liz?
0: No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so then we cut away. But then we see at the Evans' house that night, Isabel is getting her alien outfit on. And so now her Max... Her alien
0: waitressing outfit with the... The apron that looks like an alien head. And- Ailey apron. Alien apron.
1: Uh, so Max has a job that someone just offered him. Isabel has a job that someone just offered her. Michael needs a job. <laughs> Michael actually needs money out of the three of them. He needs something to do with his time because he's just sitting alone in the toilet otherwise. <laughs> and I want... Okay, Emily, would you rather if, and an, don't use your foreknowledge of the show, just okay. look inward. Look into your heart instead okay. of your brain. Would you rather Michael works with Max at the UFO Center, or if Michael works at the Crashdown Cafe?
0: I would love to see him at the UFO Center, because all these snotty tourists would come in, and they just glare at them <laughs> Or do alien magic tricks for them. <laughs> uh, what do the guy employees at the Crashdown Cafe wear? Have we seen? I don't think we've... I think the waitresses have the alien uniforms, and I don't think we've seen any... Guys who work there. Guy bussers. Like, there's the cooks yeah. in the back, but they don't right. have to Louis. wear a... No. I don't know. They don't have it's to that wear That guy a. from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> so while Isabel is talking to Max, she's just like, you dummy. Go see Liz. She called you on the phone because she wants you to be there. And I'm just like, oh, that's really nice that like his sister has to explain like emotional maturity to this poor boy who's probably like, I told her to go away, but I don't really want her to. <laughs> we do know from Isabel's
1: career, potential career. Oh, that's right. What's it called? Career aptitude test. Mm-hmm. We do know from Isabel's career aptitude test that she would fit well into a caretaker role. So here she is caretaking her brother (laughs) (laughs) oh and then isabel says something really sweet that she's like if it was our grandparents if that was happening to grandpa grandma or grandpa i would want someone to talk to and i love like how how close they are with their human family in fact it seems like their human parents care about them more than liz's human parents (laughs) liz gets a little bit of not vengeance But her parents are asleep. It's the middle of the night. Liz wakes them both up and hands them coffee. She's like, wake up. You're asleep. I got you coffee. Be
0: awake. (laughs) If I'm awake, you're awake. I'm awake. You're awake.
1: That was, sorry, that was a little later on. I was just thinking about human parents and stuff. Because next what happens is... Isabel goes to work at the Crashdown Cafe. And her and Maria make a really good team. They do. Uh, In fact, Isabel uses her alien powers all over the place. (laughs) A guy complains his burger is not done enough. So she takes it. She doesn't even take it to the back to say she got him a new one. She takes his plate. She goes two tables away, turns her back, hovers her hand over it to fry the burger, takes it back and says, it looks well done to me. Like, you're an idiot. Your burger's always been this well done. (laughs) Welcome to the Gaslight Cafe. (laughs) Um, And then Maria comes up to her and is like, can you heat up this cup of coffee? And so it's really fun seeing how, like, last episode Maria was absolutely terrified at Isabel's powers, and now she's like, we're all in this to Copyright. (laughs) (laughs) This is, sorry, Isabel's flunkies are at the table. Oh my goodness, this was so, it was just corny. It's like, it's not the actress's fault, but her lines were like, Isabel, image is everything. And you, letting yourself be allowed to be seen in this way, drags all of us down. And she goes in like this really eloquent speech about image. And Isabel just goes, okay? (laughs) I think what she says is chill because Isabel's very confident in how she looks. And I hope hope this isn't a one-time thing. I want her to stay at the (laughs) Crashdown Cafe. (laughs) So, we make it through the night. We're at school the next day. Kyle, like the janitor finally gets his locker open. They have to like cut it open. He's gonna have to find a new Yahoo sticker. (laughs) And as the as the friends are like, I know who could have done this. It's Max getting back at us. And Kyle's like, why would Max get back at us? And his friends are like, because if you know, what happened? And Kyle's like, what happened? And we find out these friends worked independently. Kyle did not order his goons to attack Max. His goons showed some initiative, which is very dangerous in a goon. <laughs> Never let your goons think And so Kyle is like, oh, my gosh. And he's finally putting together, like, why Max gave him such a dramatic look at the hospital (laughs) the other night. So he rushes to the hospital to tell Liz because he's like, oh, my gosh, Liz probably thinks I did that. And so he starts saying, hey, Liz, I had nothing to do with Max getting beat up by my friends. And Liz is like, your friends beat Max up? And this is the scene where I start chanting, break up with him, break up with him. Right, and it's like every time one of them said a sentence.
0: I hear, listeners, what I wish I would have done this whole episode is make a tally mark for every time Meg yelled at the TV before this. Break up with him! Because I probably would have had eight or nine tallies, and then we get to this part, and it jumps up to, like, 64 tallies of, like, break up with him! And then, what happens? Liz breaks up with him! Oh, my gosh, it's great. Because... And I really
1: like the lines that they used to write it, because I can't remember exactly what Kyle is saying. Um, he's like, you shouldn't be so concerned about Max. You're not together. And then Liz says, and do you know what, Kyle? We're not together. Not anymore. She picks up with him.
0: Which is all Megan has ever wanted out of life.
1: <laughs> I just, if you don't love somebody, don't date them. Because it's more hurtful to them in the long run for you to lie. Kyle is like, oh, it's Max's fault. She broke up with me. And I'm like, yeah, but Liz doesn't like you, buddy. But Liz goes back into the hospital. And I think we missed we missed a scene with Liz and Max earlier. There is
0: a scene earlier where Liz does ask Max, no, doesn't she do it in the hospital? Because she's like, is there anything you can do? And he's like, I'm not God. But that's, that's, wait, that's like earlier. Oh, okay. It's... Oh no!
1: We missed we missed a scene. We missed a whole scene. It's uh between when Maria asks Isabel to wait tables, and when we see Isabel trying on her uniform. There's a scene in between where Liz goes to their house, and she uh she asks Max if they can talk, and they go. I don't know where they go. Like if it's if it's a uh, little fixture near the front of their house or if it's like a public park somewhere but it's got these really nice lights hanging in the tree and liz is explaining she's like i wasn't thinking i know we agreed to stay apart from each other but my heart just wanted you like she's like i wasn't thinking with my brain i was thinking with my heart she asks uh max because she's like i've been thinking about this you saved me from that bullet that day in the cafe is there anything you can do And then Max just sprouts a bunch of writerly nonsense that (laughs) I can't save your grandma's life because of
0: the plot. Because she's old. That's why, that's basically what it boils down to. Because Liz, you weren't supposed to die that day. But your grandma is old and she is ready to die. Uh,
1: okay. What we need to do is take that word you said, which is Liz, you weren't supposed to die that day. Your grandma's supposed to die now. Disagree. Hard disagree. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he can rearrange molecules, he could make grandma younger. There's no reason grandma has to die. He could just make her three years younger. But nope, for plot reasons, we're going to have Touched by an Angel instead. (laughs) Because now skipping ahead, Liz and Max are at the hospital uh, together. This is just after. Liz has woken her parents up, given them coffee, and kicked them out like, of the go get some room. fresh air. And then Max is like, "Okay, listen, I can't save her life, but maybe I can help you say goodbye." And then he does something pretty extreme. He sits down and he grabs Grandma's arm, and it's a bit like uh, the same sort of visual language they used when they've used their psychometry, uh, where they touch something and they see a vision. So he's holding Grandma's arm and he's seeing like flashbacks and stuff, and it looks painful for Max. Like, I was ready for his nose to start bleeding. Now, this is the part where I was making fun.
0: Megan was making fun, and I was weeping.
1: <laughs> because Grandma's spirit, angel, being, projection appears in the air behind Liz. And Liz and Grandma get to have a sweet goodbye moment. And
0: she gets to thank her grandma for always making her feel special.
1: And Because like, her parents sure don't.
0: She's an only child. They should dote on her. They dote on their cafe. But it's it's a really, really nice moment. And I don't know, like, I don't know if there's someone that you love that's passed on. Like, I'm sure you want to go back and, like, say these things and... Max gives Liz a really nice gift in allowing her to say these things to her grandmother and kind of give her closure because her grandma passes away right after that.
1: Um, I will say it's very sweet when grandma first appears behind her and Liz like turns around and sees her. Grandma goes, oh, so that's Max. (laughs) (laughs) Question. Do you think aliens and humans in this universe go to the same heaven?
0: I don't know. See, the way you said that makes me think you do know. Listen, I forgot that Liz had two parents, to be honest. <laughs> I forgot about her mom, so when her mom shows up, I thought her mom was dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, listen, don't trust everything I say as gospel. There, so I've shown my hand. They they
1: have of this sweet goodbye moment and here's the thing there's no way this is molecular rearrangement there's no way <laughs> but i recognize they also have some psychic abilities like dream walking and like the emotional exchange that he and liz had in the pilot episode i'm just saying i would like some not rules not a list but some parameters Because I know we are pretty early on in the season, but it seems like everybody's pulling a new magical ability out of the air every episode. I would just like some consistency and some parameters.
0: The way it's playing... Because like I said, I don't remember everything, but the way it's playing out for me is they have always been very... Careful. Careful with their powers. The Sacred Pact. The Sacred Pact. Minus Isabel. (laughs) And have not really done anything with it because you know in the second episode Michael is just like I'm not very good at this and he doesn't have a chance to practice and I feel like they're becoming more and more emboldened
1: okay but listen they're they're aliens okay
0: freaking aliens <laughs> they freaking aliens
1: I know they do this but they have magic and psychic power they have like psychic powers they have magic powers, and they have physical powers. And I would just like them to choose a branch of magic. I would like them to specialize, please. And I know we're early on, and we might get some more rules later, but it's too... They've got... They can do too many things. <laughs> They're too powerful. They are Swiss They're Army They're too aliens. fantastic. Oh, Swiss Army. <laughs> They're Swiss Army aliens. They've got <laughs> extensions for just about everything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Liz and Max are having a sweet scene, and Liz is trying to thank Max, and then he does
0: something I hate, which is where he puts a finger over her lips. To oh be yeah. Like... <laughs> Listen, it is the year 2020. No one is washing their hands as much as they should be. So gross. <laughs> that's all I could think when like they're having like skin on skin contact. And I'm like, the pandemic! <laughs> we were watching Emma the other day.
1: And I'm the like New
0: 2020.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, why am I so unsettled watching this movie? And I'm like, it's everybody going to each other's houses. Oh <sighs> so it looks like Liz is gonna walk away and I'm screaming at the TV, hug him! You say kiss him! No, it's too early. <laughs> hug him! And then Liz stops in the door of the cafe, she turns around, and she runs out to Max and they hold each other. And it was it was very beautifully shot i like it sweet. yep so that's uh oh she has a she's writing in her diary it's october 19th so this has all been only in like the last three weeks because the show started on september 24th and um she talks about how she says she says the name of the episode leaving normal i can't mm. remember what her speech is because she's like losing someone you love is leaving normal or something
0: no, but it ends with them hugging.
1: No, the end of the episode. The end of the
0: episode is them hugging, and she's got a voiceover oh. while that's happening. That's
1: <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> all right. I'm, I'm excited for us to be able to play back the tape for me to see if I had actually explained that well. Okay. And she says, and that's the difficult part because she she talked about earlier in the episode about following her heart versus following her head. She says, that's the difficult part, is when you follow your heart, you leave
0: normal. And they have left normal because she followed her heart and broke up with Kyle. So that is episode four, Leaving Normal. And the next episode is called Missing. (gasps) Who's missing? You can guess. You gotta guess. guess. I have have to. It's part of the (laughs) podcast. Um, I would say
1: (laughs) Maria goes missing. Purposefully on accident. Oh, Michael goes missing.
0: Purposefully
1: on accident. Uh, Michael leaves to follow a lead and he's missing, but they can't get the sheriff involved because he'll just think it's aliens.
0: (laughs) Freaking aliens. Alrighty. Well, everybody... I think you're great, and i got to get back to writing my book. It's due in three weeks.
1: I'm going to get back to storyboarding.
0: I believe in you. I believe in you, too. Ready? Break! Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest Roswell edition episode for My Sister Made Me View It. Uh, If you have listened to our other podcast where we're doing My Sister Made Me View It, where we're reading The Way of Kings, and then My Sister Made Me View It, The Haunting of Hill House, you might recall that Megan and I are in a little bit of a ratings competition where the sister with the least amount of reviews has to buy the other one dinner. Right now, Megan is winning. She gets all of the reviews for the Way of Kings podcast. And I get all the reviews for the Haunting of Hill House and the Roswell episodes. Now, I feel weird asking people to go give reviews and ratings. But as you guys know, that's just what you have to do when you podcast. So that in iTunes, the more ratings and reviews you get, the higher up your episodes go in the iTunes listings, which means you get more exposure, blah, blah, blah yada, yada, yada. You guys all know this. So in order to kind of like soften the blow for me, the weirdness of asking people to go right and review the episodes, I have put together a little musical song asking you to do this because Megan started it first. If you've listened to the last Way of Kings episode, Megan wrote some amazing songs for the intro and exit asking people to vote for her. And so in order to keep up with the, my competition, I've had to do the same thing, but i will I will admit the music you're about to hear, I did not write, but I did rewrite the lyrics, and since this is like somehow a Christmas themed episode, um you're getting Christmas songs. I call this one "Do Your Girl a Solid" and vote for Emily's podcasts and not megans. Hello, all ye listeners. Those Close and far from home I hope you're enjoying All these songs From off my dome Please rate and review I don't want to lose To Megan or her podcast To Megan or her podcast To Megan or her podcast, do this for me. So there you have it. If you wouldn't mind swinging over to iTunes leaving a little rating and review, I would eternally appreciate you. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great week. Tune in next week on August... 31st for the next installment of My Sister Made Me View It Way of Kings, and then the next week you can catch us on September, oh my gosh, how is it September already? September 7th, where we're going to put out our next Haunting of Hill episode, and then on Thursday, September 9th, you can hear our next Roswell episode. Uh, Just so you know, our ratings competition goes through the end of September, and then that's it. So in the meantime, if you can't get your fill of this, come check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes Tumblr page at CIS Made Me View It, where we update you with our cute pets, behind the scene pictures, all that really fun stuff. A special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm, for our intro and our exit music. And I think you guys are pretty great. I hope you have a good week. Go forth, do the things you love, and remember, I believe in you.